non-fungible Thursdays begins now. The future of NFTs, episode seven, the UK perspective. Uh, we are joined by a few special guests today from NFT UK, Mila and Evie. Uh, unfortunately, Omri couldn't join us today. He's the lawyer on their side, but that's all right. We're going to call an audible on one of our NFTQs. And if it's your first time joining and you're not familiar with how all of this works, uh, this is how it goes. Uh, basically, we've already started. That's why I'm talking. And this is the introduction. And then we're going to move on into the main discussion, uh, which we've got a few just basic questions we're going to talk about uh, related to the UK perspective. Then we've got three targeted NFTQs. If you're curious about what those are upcoming, you can click on that pinned tweet here in the space and go and comment, like, please retweet. Let's shake Twitter today, everyone. Uh, so yeah, please take a look at that. Just take a moment uh, and then we'll get rolling. Uh, but after that, we'll end uh, with your questions. So while you're in there, please uh, feel free to uh, write down anything, write down your comments, your thoughts on NFTs. doesn't necessarily have to be a question. We'd love to hear your voice. And also there is a poll in there. How, what percentage of NFTs will make it through the bear market? I am curious to hear your opinion and pardon me if you heard the meowing. My cat is joining me today on the space. So yeah, if everyone had a chance there to go ahead and like and retweet. Yep. Good. Looks like we're getting a little bit of action. Thank you everyone. Uh, why don't we go ahead and get rolling? So again, this is the future of NFTs, Episode 7, The UK Perspective. And uh, we are joined by NFT UK, Mila, and Evie today. Um, we are going to go ahead and jump into the main section here. Uh, so without further ado, I'd like uh, to give you guys a chance, Mila and Evie, to introduce yourselves and what, what it is you do. Thank you so much, Logan. And may I just say, you're such a good speaker. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes. And also, I think Evie needs to go on stage as well, um, if we can invite her. Um, but yeah, I'm Mila. I run NFT UK. I'm also an artist. And we started NFT UK last year in October due to the need of community. And we've been going strong since then. We've been doing uh, IRL, IRL events and we've been you know showcasing artists giving spotlight doing show and tell so everything that can help the community to grow in the UK and that's our main goal and vision is to educate on board and just you know support everyone throughout the journey and I know where it, you know where I sit as an artist this was very needed and because we have so many amazing creators founders of projects everything that you know you can think of uh, within the, the UK, well, within the NFT Web3 and UK. So we want to kind of embrace everyone and get everyone to meet and collaborate. So that's where we, what, this is what we've been doing um, since last year. And we're continuing to do it very strong. We have an event with you guys tomorrow. So it's so exciting. And we have a lot of people attending. And we, we definitely know it's going to be a good vibe. But yeah, we're here. We're so enjoying the space. And we're ready. <laughs> awesome. And I have a question about what's going on tomorrow already asked in the comments. So uh, we'll save that one just for a little bit later. Uh, but thank you for introducing yourself, uh, Mila. Uh, we're trying to get Evie plugged in here as a speaker, running into just a couple technical difficulties. And, you know, life happens. 
Um, allow me to introduce myself. I am Logan, aka DeFi Artist, and I am the community growth guy here at New Street. And I'm also doing some of the product stuff. And if just in case you didn't know, New Street is not just an NFT company. You'd be surprised how often we get that. We're actually into collectibles. We love sneakers, Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, basketball, football, baseball cards, you name it. Uh, if you collect it, we collect you. Um, so we're glad that everyone is here um, and, and welcome. And uh, we'll try to get Evie plugged in here. Uh, but why don't we go ahead and start to open up the floor just a little bit, and then Evie will give you a chance to say hello and introduce yourself here in just a second. Uh, first question, the opening question here. Uh, how do you feel the UK NFT scene is different from others, and what makes it stand out aside from you guys? Uh, what or who should we be keeping our eyes on, and what's in store over there? Huh. Uh, well, that's a good question. So I think we we're quite alive in the in the UK. So we're um, all about building and connecting. There's so many amazing artists and projects, and also not only just projects, but you know, kind of themes that are enabling projects within the world to happen. For example, imagine Improbable, who did um, the Yuga Lab Metaverse. So we they're UK based, and we have all these kind of beautiful, very talented. Okay. Um, I'm really happy to hear that. Unfortunately, my my um, internet cut out there for a second. I couldn't quite hear the the end of uh, what you were saying there. Unfortunately, Mila, could you? No, she was she was mid uh, mid sentence. So, so I guess uh, <laughs> I cut her off. Okay, <laughs> pardon me, Mila. <laughs> yeah. That's all good. Well, I mean, from my perspective, I think the UK scene is really strong and is growing. And due to the fact that we, as I mentioned earlier, there is a big need for community and. You know, guys, you can create the best product, the best service out there, but if you don't have people following and appreciating and buying it, you may not go far. So it's very important to collect, collectively unite people together. And I think the scene in the UK has got so much future. There's so many really renowned companies that are doing great. They're also, you know, merging the, not merging, but kind of um, welcoming the Web2 companies within the Web3 space. And you have seen it, for example, Known Origin that was merged with, um, you know, eBay and there's other different kind of scenarios. So I think the scene is really alive. It's really thriving. There's so much passion about it. And I can't really speak about other countries. I have traveled. I've seen their events. I know that France has a great community. I know that Portugal also has a great community up and running. And I'm in close contact with them. Um, I'm not very aware of the US scene. I know they're, they've started a little bit ahead of us. So they've kind of, you know, done a lot of big projects for themselves. But I'm not sure how is the community situated there. So if anyone in the comments know, please, you know, enlighten me. But I know they're doing also well. So I think UK um, has such a bright future. And I personally, every time I speak to someone and it could be in a bar, it could be in a store and I talk about NFTs, people's eyes just open up and they go like, wow, this is amazing. I've been trying to understand and, and enter this space for so long and it's so interesting and I'm really interested. So onboarding is the number one priority for me and I think this is happening on a daily basis. Um, so yeah, we have great culture, great community. Also, the government heard of us because we kind of presented what the culture is happening in in underground <laughs> of Web three here. 
And you know, there's there's a lot of things that are gonna going to be unfolded in the next few months and next year, independently of the bear market. I think bear market or not, people are, who are building and focused on delivering great, usable, valuable projects, products, services, communities, they they're here to stay for long term. So, so that's my view. Yeah, I think uh, it's interesting just um, just to comment on that. Um, it's interesting that, uh, you know, we're, we live in kind of a non-location specific world where, you know, you can tie people together through NFTs and such. So, you know, and I, having seen both the UK and the US scene myself, um, I was actually kind of surprised as to how similar of a vibe they were. But I guess it makes sense. So, yeah, I guess it, uh, yeah. it feels very similar. I, haven't, I have no experience in Asia, though, personally. I know that NFT Asia is really big on, on their community because I know some of the NFT Asia members um, and or supporters or advocates and they're doing pretty well. So there is already a growing community that is, and this is the beautiful part. So we are all different in different areas of the world and we are kind of pushing this culture together. Uh, in one way or another, we have different, maybe different visions, different goals, but we are pushing the Web3 culture and independently or dependently of one another, it's just going to be amazing in the next few years, in my opinion. Absolutely. I totally agree. I actually lived in Japan for just over a decade up until a year ago, and I can confirm that the NFT scene there is alive and well. I'm in contact with musical artists now who are trying to get around some of the regulations that they put into place, at least in Japan. Um, they've actually pushed forward regulations on these things pretty rapidly, though some of them are a bit, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, draconian, I guess. Um, but I like what we're doing here in the West. It's looking pretty good. That actually brings me to an interesting um, question about the UK um, regulation. I mean, it, are you guys like, plugged in or talking to any of the regulators in the UK, um, you know, I'd be interested in it because that is yeah. ultimately when you think about the difference between, uh, you know, the ge geographies, the main thing that sticks out is, is regulation. Yeah, well, I'm not the best person to talk about regulation. And I know Omri is listening, but he's definitely working. He's on a call in a meeting. He, that, he did message me, but Omri will be the best person to answer. But from my perspective, I can tell you the version of when we brought NFT UK to the House of Lords and we presented the culture, we presented what we're doing, what's happening, you know, uh, the technology that is being born, not born, but is being kind of pushed forward. And from while, when I finished speaking, there were so many questions from the audience that wanted to figure out how is the government going to enable jobs for Web3, you know, all these kind of questions around tax and i can tell you the 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 prime not the prime minister the the minister that was there kind of uh regulating the session he was like okay we are aware of it but we have important things to to handle at first now um so you know regulations are definitely being looked at <laughs> sorry omri if you're listening to this i don't want to say anything weird uh but there's definitely things are going to change in my opinion because there is this whole infrastructure, this whole industry is being born and, you know, regulations are having to be very quickly kind of amended and put in place. So it's needed. Yeah. Yeah. As much as some people really don't like to see the regulations coming down the pipeline because they're a little bit painful, they are going to be, I, I think they're a necessary step forward. So 
Uh, and yeah, I appreciate you kind of stepping outside of your box into the, the legal grounds on our behalf. Thank you so much, Mila. See, I went to law school for three whole days, so, you know, it's, I'm almost qualified. That's funny. And by the way, Evie, thank you for joining us. Uh, let, let me give you a chance here to introduce yourself real quick. Yeah. Hey, could you hear me all right? Perfectly. Crystal clear. Oh, great. Oh, well, sorry, guys. For, sorry for being late to the party. But yeah, I'm Evie. I'm the community manager at NFT UK. Um, I'm an artist as well, which is how I entered like this crazy world. Um, I've got a background in photography um, and I've worked in luxury fashion for the past seven years and have also for the last two years now been working with AI. Um, yeah, my sort of personal art practice has always incorporated technology as a sort of like means to aid creativity and human experience. So finding NFTs and Web3 came pretty naturally. And yeah, I always say I came for the art, but stay for the community. And it couldn't be truer now because we've built something so special with NFT UK. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> Welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. Um, no, thank but you. Yeah. Great. Oh, totally appreciate it. And we definitely have a few questions uh, to pick your guys' brain about what you're working on. But uh, beyond tomorrow, before we get to that, I'm curious what your guys' ambition is uh, for the future there. And just to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to speak on that. I'm sure Bila has so much to add as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> But yeah. Of course, like we're always the future will always be IRL events for us. Like they've been so special, so powerful for the community. Um, so that's one thing. And then we're having a big event in September as well. So September the 15th, mark that in your calendars, guys, because it's going to be really great. And then also for me as a community manager, it has been quite important to focus on like our accessibility because we have had all these amazing like IRL events, but there are still people that can't make it because, well, they live too far away. So it's like, how can we make sure we're not just like this London centric sort of hub? So we've started hosting our NFT UK sessions, which are held on Discord and they're on YouTube now, which you can check out. Um, and we've had like Omri speaking and B Check and um, Fat Lion, uh, George Walker, who have been like amazing. So education, I feel, is a key, key thing for me to be pushing with NFT UK. Beautiful. And yeah, education is, I think, going to be a big factor moving forward. It's something we here at New Street are also looking at. And sorry, to, uh, Defiance Works, I know you wanted to chime in there. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying it's something we share uh, near and dear to our hearts as well, um, investing in education, because ultimately, um, you know, without the educational aspect, you don't grow the, the community. Um, we've got a lot of direct and diehard people and artists and technologists and all that stuff is wonderful, but we ultimately need UI, UX and, and such. Yeah, I think it's um, important as well to recognize that there's so many different people in our community at different levels of their like web three journey. Um, so providing that education as like a really base level is really key. And I feel, I feel like we can get lost in like the terminology, like not everyone's going to know what like WAGME means 
and we can't exclude people for not knowing that even like the simplest things you know but yeah something to remember <laughs> yeah a lot of people say the success of this industry relies on it uh, being invisible in the future and i think there's a lot of that is true in some regard I think so, too. I mean, if you look back at some of the old technologies like electricity and plumbing, I mean, how many of that, how many people out there can tell me how your light switches work? And can you imagine being the first person putting electricity into your house? It would have been a nightmare. We're kind of dealing with the same thing with NFTs and crypto right now. We've got all the pipes and the wires on the outside of the wall. So, yeah, I am looking forward to the day where uh, it's a bit, yeah, like, like you said, silent. We'll get there. Um, but without further ado, uh, I have to say we're moving on to our next section of our event, which is the NFTQs. We've got three questions from Mila and Evie here that are targeted around today's topic, the UK perspective. So our first NFTQ, NFTQ number one of the day, it's a little bit long, pardon the mouthful here, but... Oh, NFT UK seeks to unify, grow, connect, and educate new and existing members within the NFT Web3 space. What are the biggest hurdles you faced on your mission, and which hurdles do you think we should watch if we want to gauge progress in Web3, NFTs in particular? Did everyone catch that? In, in case you didn't, you can go see that pinned tweet. Make sure to give it a retweet and a like, and you can double-check that question. And uh, I'll let you guys take the floor here. Um, yeah, I was just waiting if Evie wanted to speak. <laughs> no, you go, um, and I, I'm sure I'll be able to add something. Yeah. <laughs> From our perspective, we had a lot of um, barriers um, because when we began to create NFT UK, we were shaping up our vision as we go because we didn't have a clear vision at the very beginning. We just wanted to create a unified place for everyone. But then with time, we started to realize, yes, we actually need to onboard people. We actually need to educate people. We actually need to reach out to new members. Um, but I think the biggest hurdle and maybe barrier, at least from my perspective, was to get the world outside, recognize what we do, and partner with us and, and join a venture where we're trying to enable the culture to grow. And, you know, there's been... From within the Web3 world, yes, many people recognize what's happening. So, you know, a lot of people wanted to, to kind of join us and help. And we had huge support. But I'm talking about the external world where you still have issues um, around NFTs, how they're perceived from the public eye, you know. So um, we personally are trying to change that vision by explaining that, okay, there is this beautiful technology that can be enabled in different fields and then it can literally liberate a lot of issues that have been happening in Web2. But also changing the perspective is, I think, mainly about educating. And um, yeah, so mainly that was our, our struggle was to kind of figure out how and what is the best way to bring the top tier knowledgeable people that can deliver transparent and clear education um, because everybody, you know, it's a new form uh, of culture. So you would kind of browse around Twitter and you will hear different versions of what, what, what is what, you know, and we wanted to make sure that that is transparent and is clear. Um, but majorly, I think the, the barriers that we had was to actually getting people to, from the web to world to believe in us 
and join us in the venture. And it's happening. It's actually been quite successful lately in the last few months because we've made a name for ourselves. We're really having on a good mission. Um, it's for everyone. Um, so the focus is to really enable everyone to grow. But kind of getting people on board initially, I remember because we're very focused on IRL events, we've had a lot of doors that were closed in our face when we've asked for people to come along and do venues, uh, to give us their venue or to kind of enable us to host something. So a lot of people didn't want to do that, but now things have changed. So, you know, working hard and being persistent and patient and showing the world that we are doing something really great. That's, I think that's what made um, those barriers kind of go lower or kind of remove them in, in total. Yeah, I completely agree with everything Mila's just said as well. Um, sort of mass adoption is so important. And like, we are a really big sort of community and name within the UK. Like we, of course, have a responsibility to like shift that narrative. Um, but I'd also say another hurdle that may be more internally with the core team that NFT UK has faced, and it might not be like the most seductive like topic to talk about, but from the start, like NFT UK has operated as a not-for-profit. Like we've never taken any money. Like the core team and the community, it's all been on like a voluntary basis. Even when people have given us our venues, we've tried to some like form a sort of symbiotic relationship. Like we can offer you this if you can give us this space where we're going to bring you a load of people. So I feel like funding will be a hurdle, but it's also like an opportunity for us. Um, because we never want to like risk the community either. Like we've built something so great already without having to sort of sell our souls to anyone just to be able to provide us with a venue or something. Um, and it's a topic that we are talking about a lot right now. I'm glad that you guys have been seeing some doors opening. I know that at least on the USA front, we've also been getting some doors open for us we've realized that some of the video gaming crowd any video gamers out there i'm literally wearing a gaming headset right now uh, a lot of the video gamers have affinity for nfts and collecting so we found doors there you find them in the strangest places where these people truly are curious and surprisingly the resistance is is lower than you might expect and it's mostly just not being aware, I was really blown away at some of the events we've done here uh, where people just weren't aware. Um, and it kind of leads me to a question. I I personally come from a, a farm, and my family is very right-wing. Um, and I try to talk to a few of them about NFTs and more or less get scoffed at. And I'm kind of curious how you – how if you were stuck on an elevator with my, my Aunt Susan, how you might try try to change her mind. This is so funny <laughs> because yeah. I, have this, I have this so often. Um, it's hard to explain to someone that hasn't got any clue about, um, you know, NFTs because they may just perceive it as, oh, okay, there's just pretty pictures and what do you do with it? But really going in, I think practical examples are very useful. So like taking examples from Web2, the real, the physical world where people actually operate. We all operate in the physical world. And like making these kind of um, analogies and, and making examples that are easy for any age to understand what NFTs can bring to people 
and what NFTs can enable people and products in general, I think that's the best approach. And it's been successful so far, at least from my end, when um, I've met, you know, um, individuals that had no clue about NFTs or Web3 and, and, and the topic was completely strange to them. So, yeah, so explaining really the kind of benefits and value in more of a simple terms and more of like everyday language, that's kind of an initial way to, to approach it. So I hope your auntie would <laughs> would like that kind of way, but it's you know you can test it. I like to tell my uh, my aunt Susan that uh, this is you know we've been creating things digitally, um, computers and otherwise for a long time, and this is the first time in human history we're able to effectively monetize or um, you know effectively monetize these things and you know that's via the ownership and provenance that we've been taught since the internet existed that we could just copy and save things um, forever and not prove which one was the original but this changes that so that's sort of where I like to start with people it's almost like you have to take a step back and talk about like not the nfts but but the ownership and the digital aspect of it I mean, I'll be honest, like, I still feel as if I sound like completely unhinged when I talk to people outside of this space. Um, and I've always tried, because it's so important to, how can you explain NFTs without using words such as like blockchain um, and like ownership? Already these words can be like confusing to people. Um, but a good example I like to think of is... Um, because I think it's something maybe everyone can relate to is if they bought a ticket online, they haven't been able to actually buy it, but they see it on another site and some reseller has like bumped up the price like 10% or whatever, and it makes it completely unaffordable. So imagine if tickets were only digital on the blockchain, which actually prevented resellers from increasing prices of things. Um, it would completely combat that industry even like within like the sneaker and fashion industry and resellers too. Maybe that's not the most popular opinion. We might have some resellers in here, so no shade, but it's a good IRL example, I guess. I will pass all of this along to my aunt Susan here in about a month, and I'll let you guys know how it goes. We'll see if we, she changes her mind. She's she's a pretty nice person. She's got a big heart, so maybe I can win Gotta her get over. get her off that AOL email account first. Seriously, she's getting some bad memes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, enough about Aunt Susan for now. I think she'll be tickled about this if, if I can convince her to listen. But uh, let, let's move on to our, our next question, NFTQ number two. Uh, this is for both of you. Uh, what do you collect? NFTs or otherwise? Remember, we, we do a little bit more than NFTs, and I'm just kind of curious to know. And then uh, lastly, are there any projects, big or small, that have caught your attention that you'd like to put the spotlight on? Um, I'll go. Um, so, yeah, I do collect NFTs. Like My biggest collection is on Tezos just because it's more accessible to me and have discovered like amazing artists from all over the world that way. Um, I am like a sneakerhead in real life as well, so... I suppose you can say I collect trainers. Um, and also, maybe this is more of a private collection, but ever since I was young, I've collected like Snoopy memorabilia. and can't even remember how it got started. I'll have to share a picture of it like with you all somehow. 
Um, but yeah, I've got a pretty good Snoopy collection going on. <laughs> awesome. I love Tezos, but personally, I haven't really gone to it yet. Um, and I've seen amazing art and because we do some exhibitions and very often we kind of get artists together. So it's always amazing. And, and it's on my to-do list to actually start collecting from Tezos or even mint something myself. Um, I personally always collected, I think maybe 70% um, of my collection is art that I really enjoy that moves me something that makes me feel good or something that communicates to me. It, it doesn't matter who is the artist. I'm, I don't mind. Of course, if I can collect a Beeple piece, that's different because that for me will be something I would always hold on forever. And I don't know, it's, it's kind of a good memorabilia. But artists that I collect is because maybe I've bonded with them and I really understood their journey and their hard work. So I wanted to support and, and because I also like it. Um, and I think... In terms of kind of growing my collection, I'm always, again, because we're a community, we always have new artists or existing artists. So we always look into um, the art that they share. And very often I'm like, I really want this piece, but maybe I just can't afford it now. But so I always have like a little folder of names and people that kind of have specific styles. And I think very often I buy things that are the opposite of the style that I, that I create. So I create a lot of animation. So I usually very often will go for maybe a really amazing illustration or amazing painting. And I, and I love the fact that people may create an NFT that has a physical collectible, which I can then have in my house. And these are the kind of things that really move me. Um, I guess that the other 30% will be just like, you know, PFPs and things that I can invest into it and have a return. I don't know, these kind of things maybe that, uh, or access to, experiences which I'm very big fan of um, and in real life I'm not much of a collector I think NFTs kind of turned me into being a collector so they told me how to collect but the one thing that I buy a lot is kind of assets you know textures things that I really enjoy from other creators that potentially I could utilize somehow or reflect somehow so these are the kind of things more like digital usable assets that I could buy. So these are the things I would buy. I'd be on clothes and makeup, but that's, it <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> Honestly, makeup collecting is totally reasonable. And I think that regardless of whether we label ourselves as collectors or not, I, I, I think that most people would find if they really dig deep, they'll find that they do collect something. You know, the ticket stubs or the, the, the photographs from a long time ago. There's always something we collect. It's, it's something really fascinating about uh, people that I like. So I, I appreciate you sharing that with us and also hearing uh, the balance of, well, I'm doing this much kind of for investing and this much for the, for the passion of it. Uh, and it feels like as we go on through time, there's more and more passion being inserted into people's portfolios. And I, I really love hearing that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I really believe that we need to focus a lot on the hard work of people, not just um, the quick flip that you can buy and make profit from. That's fine. You can do that. I mean, you're here and, and you know, you want to kind of grow your profits. That's fine. That's fair. But I believe this whole cultural movement is made because everyone is really working hard to achieve something great and to 
create a legacy for them. And I think it's very important to support people that are doing that, whether it's one-on-one artists or whether it's artists that are creating a project. I love that. And because I have an artist's heart myself, I just really want to be able to somehow enable them. Whether I collect or whether I give them a spotlight or exhibit their art, somehow I just need to move people forward because we can't just be stuck on PFTs or I would say NFTs that just are for investment. We have to move forward with the culture. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. I think that, um, you know, when you look at the the different communities that exist in NFTs, um, you know, it's very clear the ones that are trading centric or or profit centric. Um, And and I personally have nothing to do or no interest in those. Um, You know, even, you know, if you look at my PFP, um, you know, that's, that's art to me. So um, so yeah, so I, so I do agree with you completely that I think that in this, in this latest craze and surge, it was a lot of people focused on profitability. It, it is good to see, I guess, in this downturn that there has been some, uh, like everybody's still building. So I think that's awesome. And, and creators are still creating. Um, and eventually I do hope that in the next bull market or whatever, that the art starts to shine through more than the profitability. But yeah, I, I completely sympathize with that statement. Yeah, I completely agree with what both of you have just said as well. And I think it's just good to remember that like Web3 is infinite. There's room for everyone, no matter what they're interested in. If you're coming into this to make investments and make money, great. But then there's also artists who have maybe struggled selling their work the traditional way and want to come into this space for that. And then musicians and then everything else that like blockchain and NFTs can provide as well. There really is room for everyone to be here. Yeah. I think the important part is to try and do do to try and experience the entirety of it. You know, I as a collector and a long term holder and an artist appreciator, um, you know, I also, you know, have done a little bit of trading, but not very frequently. So, you know, I think it's just important. Like, and I've I've had trader friends of mine who have, have you know dipped their toes into super rare and bought a couple pieces of art from there. So I just think it's important for people to experience outside of their norms, regardless of which side you're on. On, and that's kind of the magic of Web three, I guess. Yes, it is. And hearing all of this gives me multiple types of hope. Uh, I'm also an artist. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very energized right now hearing you guys talk about elevating people like me. I mean, uh, what so else I... is there unless you're cre- – like, it all starts with the creation, right? I mean, like, seriously, like, none of us would be here at all if it wasn't for people even penning the art of the PFPs that we're looking at. So, I mean, it all starts with the art, and this entire industry literally wouldn't exist without it. So, yeah, I think that – even if you're a trader and you're you're sort of profiting off of this market, I just I, I guess I would just encourage you to remember that it does start with the creators and the artists, and so um, you know try to try to look over on that side of the aisle as well. I'm going to go for a really deep dive here and say that all of society more or less exists for art. I mean, why do we have lawyers and stuff? Why do we even need to maintain anything? It's so we can see beautiful things and enjoy them and, and have them affect our lives like this is what it's all for so ah, i'm just excited sorry for the deep dive and the 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 lawyer the lawyer doesn't show up and you start bashing lawyers i get it i get it (laughs) sorry omri sorry omri i don't know if he's hearing us on a call but definitely respectfully low-key listening So, oh no, he's here. Great. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm seeing the reacts. Thank. Uh, we do need you, Omri. Your lawyers are like fundamental. Don't get me wrong. We we've May had a lot just, of lawyers on. Yeah. May I just say something? So Omri is not just a lawyer. He is 
first of all, a DJ like everyone else, but he's one of the most loving and knowledgeable people that you'll meet beyond the law. He would talk about any topic you pick up and he would have knowledge about it. That's why we really cherish him in NFT UK. <laughs> and you guys are going to meet him tomorrow. I mean, at least those coming uh, to the event. Logan, are you coming to the event? And, and looking at looking at Omri's like uh, punk and, and his background picture <laughs> and his banner, I think we're basically the same person. So that's awesome. Omri, I think we might have to contact you about coming on at a later date. Uh, we'll talk about that one later. Um, and no, I'm not coming. I looked at plane tickets. They were like $6,000 and I was far, far too late. Uh, I'm not swimming oh, in it that much. Yeah, it, it's it's bear market. Pre-revenue business, you know. Yeah. The next thing for Web3 is definitely inventing a teleportation kind of way. <laughs> I am so in. Very fast. Yes, please. Or just, I mean, or, or realistically just simulcasting these things in the metaverse too. I mean, having more metaverse experiences around it. I think that that's also possible. Yeah, we've been trying to find a little bit of time to maybe do some metaverse experiences. We have a lot of people contacting about that. So I think, yeah, I mean, we can just gather all together and do a big rave party in the metaverse. If you ever want to use my, my, one of my plots on CryptoVoxels, you're more than welcome. Okay, so we need to do CryptoVoxels characters, yeah. no problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got a nice central central origin plot that I let uh, people publicly use, but you know, for for cool events I'm happy to like shut it down and open it up for somebody. Awesome. I'll keep you on that. Thank you. VR party. Hell um, yeah. There's there's so much fun. I've been to a concert in VR. I, I spend probably an inordinate amount of time in there, but yeah, maybe we can talk about doing something. That'd be super fun. You heard it right here first, people. Collaboration live. And with that, let's move on to NFTQ number three, our final NFTQ of the day. Um, so this one's a little odd, and it, it kind of relates to your background. Uh, but can you all tell us how a Web3 lawyer, an AI artist, and a creative technologist all came together, and, and a little bit more about how you discovered crypto and NFTs and Web3 space? Um, so, well, myself and Mila, and I'm pretty sure Mila and Omri as well, um, you, Mila and Omri might have met or communicated before, but I first met Mila when she tweeted saying, who wants to start like an NFT UK community? And that was our first interaction. I think it was like back in last October or November now. And we've been building NFT UK together like ever since. And we've really like bonded and we've both been artists, but then super passionate about community building as well. Um, maybe at the expense of creating our own art, but it's all good because we really, really do love what we do. Um, and then my sort of journey into this space, like, I can't remember the exact turning point, but it was just down the rabbit hole on the internet one day, coming across the term sort of like crypto art. I've heard that before, but it never been sort of it never transpired into NFTs. So as soon as I heard about NFTs, like I actually found like a document on my Google Drive the other day that I'd written, like what is crypto art and like listing like OpenSea, like what the hell is OpenSea? Like trying to break it all down and understand it. Um, but I've always worked with tech, so it was quite a natural sort of development for me. And yeah, I'm super grateful that I'm here. I can't actually believe it. Like, I love hearing people's stories of how they entered the space and 
if two years ago they ever thought that they'd ever be a part of something like this? And the answer is normally no as well. That's so beautiful. Um, and yeah, AV is right. Um, we casually just met on Twitter. Um, um, I'm not sure if anyone remembers or knows how NFT UK was born, but I remember having a really dark time and as an artist and feeling quite excluded because the reality around me was not NFTs. It was not Web3. It was only on Twitter. And I remember feeling really kind of low with my energy. And I really wanted to reach out to people, but I didn't know who was around me. So I made this tweet. I think it was 25th of October last year. Um, and I remember waking up one morning just knowing not knowing what I was doing. And I just tweeted that thing very casually because I wanted to create a small group of people to meet kind of like occasionally, once a week, once a month, it doesn't matter. Um, and then the tweet went viral. It went so big and loud that it kind of made me believe and made me see that there's so many people like me feeling the same way. And also it was during the same time when I believe NFT NYC was happening and a lot of people were traveling, but then we were not really meant, we couldn't travel due to the COVID restrictions. So we were kind of stuck in the UK. Um, so many of us couldn't attend the big event and we just didn't have anyone to relate to um, in real life. And that kind of need of getting together was so vibrant and it's so it was so alive that that's why the tweet I think went really, really big and loud. And yeah, and that's how we met. Um, Omri was the same case. He, I remember, commented on the on that thread of that tweet, and um, there was we kind of formed the Discord very quickly. I think within a few hours we had a Discord, and within six hours we had twelve hundred people. It was insane. Everybody was so eager to introduce it themselves and talk about where they come from, what their journey was. It was such a beautiful moment, and. I was going through the introduction channel and I was reading where everyone was coming from and Omri was actually saying, oh, I'm based here. Um, and he was saying his location. And then I realized, oh, well, that's my location. <laughs> so we immediately went for a drink the same day and we kind of, ever since then, we've been really good friends. Um, and with Evie as well, she's been supporting me and NFT UK and believing in the same values and goals. And we've been kind of building this together. And then among the journey, more more members join, more people are contributing, and so on and on. So this is a very unusual way of creating community. If you think of a project that has something to deliver, they usually build it. They kind of promise a roadmap and they start building a community. For us, it was the opposite. We don't have a project. We have a community that wants to just get together. And that was the, the most amazing thing that happened. And that also by itself told me the, the meaning and sense of a community because I worked in Web2 as a product designer. I've worked for various big brands and I never known the sense of community. So this sense of belonging, it just really came so naturally. Um, and yeah, so, and it, for me, I started personally because I was so fed up with my job and I took a break for, I think a couple of weeks and I was deciding to completely leave that kind of field and I was looking for my next way out. And I remember a, a former colleague of mine shared something on LinkedIn talking about his first sale on foundation and he sold for 1.5 Ethereum. And I was like, what the hell is this? 
And I started looking into it. I was very curious because I had time. I had curiosity and I wanted to learn something new um, and leave my whole job behind somehow. And that's how I got into it. I kind of researched. Um, I bonded with a, with a bunch of people that right now are really, some of them really made it very big. Like, And I'm so glad to have been there since their first journey. And we're friends and it's been so amazing to see them grow. Um, so yeah, it's such a like it's such a beautiful story. Seriously, I want to write a documentary one day about this. <laughs> Please do. It sounds seriously like a 21st century like romantic story of of people coming together. Like that happened kind of because of COVID, which is mind blowing to me. Like the need, the necessity came out of it, and you guys built this bedrock of a community that became like a source of maybe even hope for a lot of the people that joined it. Um, so really, really applause. I, I need to get a sound effects machine, my Lord, but a thousand claps. Um, really appreciate what you guys are doing. I wish I could make it out there. Uh, I will eventually, I promise. Um, uh, but I don't want to hold us up too much here as much as I, I'd like to dig a little bit more. I do want to move on to the community section. We do have just a couple questions from the community and also we've got a poll up so if you want to go ahead and check that pin tweet there here in the space you can go and vote i'm curious to hear from you guys what percentage of nft projects are going to survive the bear market it's a good question please i'd love to hear your opinion take a moment and go vote and then if you'd like to ask mila or evie or nft uk a question uh, please go ahead. We've already got a couple lined up. I'll try to get to as many as I can. So go ahead and take a moment to do that. And let's move on to the community questions. It's basically our NFT AMA for the day. Um, yeah. And so let me go ahead and plug in here. I've got one right now. Um, this one's really important and it's why I didn't ask you earlier. Uh, but our good friend from New Street here, the good Fran collector on Twitter, one of our biggest fans said, uh, ooh, what's the upcoming event is exactly? And this is happening tomorrow, correct? Yes. Well, as, as really, as I mentioned earlier, we hold events every month, and that's been since we were born. Um, and we try to spice things up every time. We don't want to be always in the same place. We don't want to be doing always the same things. So we've done a little bit of everything. And tomorrow... Um, I remember a few weeks back, I was kind of, I finished my other event. Um, uh, it was just here in City Island. So we did a big gathering and then the next, and then once people finished the event, the next question was, when is the next one? When is the next one? Can you tell us more details? <laughs> and so we started planning the next one, which is actually tomorrow. And thankfully, you know, um, Alberto got in touch from New Street and, he was like, well, we kind of have a venue and, you know, it'd be cool for you guys to join us and do something together. And tomorrow we're meeting at Juju's Bar um, in Brick Lane. It's in East London. It's the kind of underground arty area of London. So you're going to see a lot of graffiti, a lot of beautiful wall art, something really cool. And the bar is quite big. And we have a few things planned. Um, we're going to have a set of uh, two DJs. Um, one of them is Tony, who I can see is in the listeners, and another one is DJ Arvin. He's from 
our community and you know we're just doing a little bit of DJing there is also art projections that we've kind of curated from the community and uh, well apparently we're going to have a photo booth and a photographer so it's going to be really fun it's a matter of getting people together human to human to interact to network and from my experience and I'm sure Evie agrees you know, you can do conference events that are informative, but there is only so much people can take to sit and listen for hours and hours. So the most important part from what I realize, and at least it resonates with myself, and what I like going to events is for the other people to meet, to network, to chat about their projects, to hear about their new stories and, you know, their new kind of visions and goals, where they're going. And I'm always very excited to hear about new things that are coming up because especially now being um, such a big community and we have so many different ideas that we want to take kind of UK forward. We're always listening to kind of new projects that can bring value. Um, so yeah, that's tomorrow. And I'm sad, Logan, that you can't make it, but maybe teleportation will be the next thing. <laughs> we'll work on that. I, I've got a buddy in the airlines. I got to talk to him about getting some NFT seats. That'll be a little bit longer, probably. But um, a actually, going back to what you said there about you know finding people's stories and interesting people in the community, I was wondering if there was someone you would like to elevate today, uh, an artist or or just someone who's participating that maybe doesn't get enough light and they really deserve it. Absolutely, this is Evie. She's an amazing artist, and I know I'm biased, but. To be honest, she's working so hard. She's working a full-time job. She's an amazing AI artist. And I think, especially the stuff I've seen lately, it's so beautiful. And I think she really needs to have a little bit of a spotlight because even myself, working so hard for NFT UK, we tend to lose ourselves and forget that we are artists. And I think seeing it every day, how active she is, I think she needs to be elevated. Um, and, and, you know, there are other artists as well. Um, I think I saw Alan around, Alan Klo. I love, I love her art. And I bought her art before and I want to really exhibit her art. And she does these beautiful kind of fashionably amazing paintings. And guys, please go check Evie, go check out Alan, go check OG World. He does amazing immersive worlds. And there's so many people I want to elevate. Trust me, this is something that is so close to my heart, being like I'm like them, I'm the same. I'm an artist, I'm working hard to put my art out there and I want people to be seen, I want people to have a voice. So where I can, I wanna elevate everyone. There is really not one particular person specifically because I have my favorites, but being a community person, I want everybody to grow. That's sweet of you and yeah, allow me to- so sweet. <laughs> My heart's so full right now, like whenever me and Mila like connect, like it is really special. And yeah, all artists from our community, like our mods as well. We've got Mitko and Than and Joff who dedicate like their time very willingly to like help us build this. And yeah, it's just it's so special. Like I feel so wholesome whenever I talk about it. So thank you, Mila. Like I appreciate you so much. And Everyone knows like what you do. It does not go unnoticed whatsoever. And I'm just super excited to see everything that we build in the future. It's going to be mad. <laughs> oh, I'm so emotional right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
Thank We're you. having a Twitter Spaces Kodak moment, everyone. Take a mental picture. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, and while we're shining spotlights, if everyone wants to go onto that pin tweet one more time, I promise I won't ask too many more times, but we've actually got Evie and Mila on there. We've also got Omri and, of course, the at Real New Street account. If you're not already following us, please go follow them. Show them a little love. Um, let's make this bigger. We can do it together. Um I think I've got just a couple more questions before we have to close things up. Let me see what I've got here. We've got a couple. Um, okay, we've got one actually uh, it, from from a good friend internally uh, who's listening in. Uh, question, silly question, but let's say we're on Twitter Spaces again. One year from now today, who is one guest you would love for us all to chat with at the same time? Um, Omri. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we got to pen that down. He's not listening, but you need to get you gonna so because you're not visiting the event tomorrow. But he's such a character, and I think yeah, you need to still speak to him in one year time. Um, but uh, it's hard to say. Uh, there are like it's hard to say who because. Every day there is so many amazing people and I'm so passionate about everyone. So I'm the kind of person that just wants to give love and support to everyone. So I can't really specifically give you one name only because it's kind of selfish. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah, fair. And... was coming to my mind because I know he has big plans and he's building all the time. He's helping. He's So if you think about it, he's a lawyer and usually all the advice he gives, usually he'll have to commission it, but he does it for free a lot of the times because he just wants to help people. Not that I'm saying you go to him and now, you know, get a project with him. But in general, like when you meet him on the street, when you meet him at the events, he talks about his thoughts about things that are, you know, regulatory law, things that can be done, cannot be done. And he just shares that knowledge very freely, which is which makes him a beautiful human being, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's a silly question at all. But I think it reminds us of sort of how beautiful this space is. Like there could be someone out there right now who hasn't even heard of NFTs or quite know what's going on, but has an idea that could be exploded by their knowledge of like Web3 and blockchain. So anyone could join this space within a year and absolutely blow up and provide something so valuable. And yeah, that's just what I, I look forward to every day discovering something new and what people are building. So, yeah. I love the positivity in here today. Oh my goodness. Um, and I hate to be the stormy guy that comes and rains on it, but I wanted to really quickly, before we let you go, get your opinion on the state of the market now. I know uh, lots of people are struggling, um, but I want to hear what you think. Well, um, we are all struggling. I'm struggling. Everybody's struggling. I think it's it's a it's a matter of staying positive in your mindset. And you know, if you can't do much about it right now, just go and meet people like we're doing. These events are just purely for everyday everyday person, and it's not just specifically for bear market, but I think it's very important to focus on building, creating and thinking for the longer run rather than experiencing the pain right now and focusing on this now. Um, because, you know, it's one day rains, one day sunny, so things change and you need to be prepared for the better days to come. 
Um, and I think that's the key to stay positive, to, if you need support, you ask for support. Um, if you need moral support, you ask for moral support, support, but definitely kind of connect with people that, so you don't feel lonely for it. Because I understand it's quite tricky and it's, this is my first bear market, by the way. So I wasn't fully mentally prepared. So I'm living through it, but yeah, I think kind of focusing on the longer term and your vision and goals for later on in life rather than today. I completely agree as well. And I mean, it's such a difficult time for people that have like lost substantial amounts of money. And it can be really lonely if you're just on your laptop doing this yourself without the support of like family and friends around you because they're not in this space. But always remember and especially like the UK community like come and join our discord like there'll be people to chat to even look out on Twitter like people are so supportive even when things like I don't know even when people are a bit like antsy with each other there, there will always be someone there to talk to and it's really important you do so because I don't know just yeah be positive and we'll get through this guys you know bear markets are a good time for building yeah, I've been through a few myself. I've been in since 2014, and I've been kicked swiftly in a non-mentionable places. And uh took me a while to get back up, but here we are, baby. Uh, and we're all here now. So there, there is community. Reach out to people. Spread that love. And then, uh, you know, I'm, I don't want to keep you guys over time. Uh, but before I ask you the final question of the day, there's just one more thing I got to say. Everyone, please go follow Evie and Mila and NFT UK. Give us a follow. We're having these spaces weekly. We're going to be moving on to season two very shortly. Uh, we've got David Lopez and Ella Lightbright coming on uh, next week. And uh, topic to be announced. And so, yeah, definitely come see us and check out newstreet.com while you're at it. And subscribe. We're going to be having... Uh, some tools coming out for you soon. So we'd like to get your help on taking a look at them. Uh, and without further ado, I've got the final question of the day. This is the wild curveball, Mila and Evie. So I hope you're ready. If you were an animal other than a human being, what animal would you be and why? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um. What oh. you tell me yours? Oh, I don't know. Okay, I'll maybe answer like quite a biased question only because I have a dog who's a Shiba Inu herself and honestly their personalities are absolutely hilarious. So I'd love to be able to add that little bit of sass and independence, you know? <laughs> Why didn't you tell us this question before? I would have prepared a better answer. <laughs> It, well, then, then it's too scripted, and like I love this pure, raw, authentic stuff. This is the best way to fly. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I love it. I think he would definitely look really cute if you were like your dog because it's so adorable. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I'm torn between two, but I'm gonna. So I'm gonna tell you why. I really love pandas. <laughs> no specific reason but because they're really fluffy and cute <laughs> and I think I really love cats because I have a cat and as a Siberian cat and she's just she's like a human but she doesn't speak human but she acts like a human and then and I think yeah I just 
I just love cats and I think I could be a cat. I think, you know, they're silent. They're very kind of independent. They do their own thing. They don't bother others unless they're hungry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And maybe, maybe I can be a panda and a cat at the same time. Who knows? We can fuse animals, right? We can create something new. Imagine You're a panda that. cat. Panda cat. I, I'll put panda that prompt into my journey, Mila. <laughs> Oh no! Okay, we're gonna test it later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you for entertaining my silly question and all of the serious, deep, meaningful ones, and all the positivity that you guys gave us uh, over the past hour. We really appreciate having you. I wish I could be there tomorrow, but I'll be there in proxy. I hope to see some pictures online. Um, everyone go check them out and don't forget we're coming back on next week and I would love to see you. I may send some DMs, so don't get too nasty at me because I just want to let you know. So I love you guys. Thank you so much. And we'll see you all next week. Thank you for having thank you, thank us. You. It's been so cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> my pleasure. Absolutely. My pleasure. Everyone have a beautiful day. Have a nice day. Bye. 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 -bye.